This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries, Decisions, Habits, and Lifestyle. Joining you again in the book of 1 John, chapter 2, today. We keep meeting every few days, and you are all so faithful to tune in here and joining us in the WhatsApp group and all that you're doing to feed on this word. And that is so important, family. That is so important that you continue to feed on this word. As we go through each book, notice how it lines up with what's going in the world, what's going on in your region, what's going on in your life. Now, this isn't done by me intentionally. This is done by the Spirit of God intentionally. He's ministering to us all and he's helping us to learn how to live this life. He's helping us to make different decisions, make better decisions each and every day. And that's the goal. This is called discipleship. When you hear from God directly, when you're in his word regularly, when you pray his word, when you talk about his word, all these things as we're going to discover in this book of 1 John are evidences of being saved and being refined and matured by God. And so I hope you're encouraged as we go through this. I hope that you're joining WhatsApp, the WhatsApp group that I'll give you the number to at the end if you haven't joined. I hope you've joined it so you get the notes, so you can read the notes and study the cross-references. And of course, you can get these past messages through the WhatsApp group and by searching out DHL Ministries. We have these Metro messages on a podcast on anchor.fm or anchor.tv. You can get at us by typing DHL Ministries and going to any one of the podcast sites and be able to listen to them without having to download them. So that's what we're doing. We'll give you more information towards the end of this message today. But here we are in the book of 1 John chapter 2. So get your Bibles, get your paper ready. If you've printed up your notes, get your note paper ready. Uh, there's going to be something that God's going to say to you through this. And of course, with the notes come all the cross-references. There are many, many cross-references. Those of you who are joining us today, we're going to expound upon verses 1 and 2 in the book of 1 John chapter 2. We're going to expound upon them and I'm going to give you other verses. I'm going to read them to you. So if you don't have the notes, don't worry. You can get the notes after this broadcast. And then a little bit later after the broadcast, you will see the link to the podcast of this exact message. Amen. So I trust you are ready and you have everything you need to take notes and to hear from God. We're in the book of 1 John chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 1 and 2. Verse 1 says, My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now, there are some really big words used in here, but you've probably heard them often in sermons before, in teachings before. We're talking about the words advocate, 
propitiation. And when you hear advocate and propitiation, these are words we don't commonly use today. An advocate is one who intercedes for us, one who stands in for us. He defends us. You went If you went to a courtroom, you would have an advocate or someone who would speak for you or represent you in that courtroom. And so the other word is propitiation. The propitiation is the atoning sacrifice. Jesus the Christ is the only one who can stand in the gap and stand for us. And so we understand this and we rely upon this, we depend upon this. And the importance of these two verses are going to be broken down in the cross-references that we share today. You're going to see how huge these two verses are. And we're going to talk about one thing here too. Who are the righteous? Who are the righteous? Isn't that important? When we read the Word of God, we hear sinners versus non-sinners. Is there such a thing? Well, we hear about those who practice sin versus those who practice righteousness. And so we're going to read about the righteous versus the unrighteous. Really, really important. And righteous doesn't just mean that you have accepted Christ into your heart. What we're talking about with righteousness is the reality that those who have accepted Christ have decided to be obedient to him. And it's his righteousness, his righteousness that he imparts onto us. It's only being in him that we can remain upright. We can remain just. We can allow him to conform us to the Father's will in every purpose, thought, and action. This is by the power of God through the Holy Spirit that he gives us. But we have to yield to the Spirit of God. We've got to surrender to the Spirit of God and allow him to work in our lives. So we're going to look at this as we break down. Again, if you have the notes, you'll see the cross-references that I have broken down here. The other ones support these statements also. And when you're looking at cross-references, you will see how abundantly verses are supported by the other scriptures in the Bible, by the same book that we're reading and studying. You'll see the principles are clear. And once you see the principles and you see the examples, you see the connecting words. Now it's not about one verse that could be misinterpreted. It's clearly about an abundance of scriptures that all connect and support each other. And that shows the integrity of the word of God. If there's a point of contention on one verse in the Bible, normally that verse will have at least one or two other supportive verses. And that should diffuse the controversy over that verse. This is the inerrant word of God. But in verse 1 of chapter 2 of the book of 1 John, we're going to see a couple of verses here. For example, we're going to talk about John, the book of John, the gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 14 says, Afterward Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, Thou art made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing 
come unto thee. Now this is talking about the reason why in verse 1 that John wrote this. And he says, I wrote these things that ye sin not. So he's documenting these things. He's being inspired by the Spirit of God. He's writing down as he's inspired. And he says, the purpose for me writing these things is instruction in righteousness. The purpose for me writing these things is that you would be led and guided and filled with the calling of God upon your life, that you would stay in him and that you would sin not. We're going to see in other verses too, that key word that we talked about the last time we were together, being in Christ. Being in Christ is about abiding in him or staying in him, staying in his will, staying in his way, staying in communion with him. That is the place to be. It's not a one-time thing where you've said a prayer and now you say, I'm in Christ, I'm a new creature. But being in Christ is trusting and depending and relying upon him by abiding in him, being obedient unto him. And it's okay if you missed a few steps when you became a Christian or thought you became a Christian. That's why we're here. We're trying to help those who have come to the altar but haven't entered into discipleship. And when you enter into discipleship and you study the word, you yield more and more to God. You hear his still small voice and you feel assured of your salvation. When you speak the word of God, you speak the word of God boldly because you have studied it. Not because you've been moved by a sermon, but because you have studied to show yourself approved. You are able to rightly divide the word of truth. And when you can speak the word of God because you've studied it, Now you can speak it boldly and with confidence. You see how that works? That's why we're called unto discipleship, because this Christian life gets harder and harder. We need to rely on and depend upon God. And as things get harder on us, we will even question ourselves what we're doing and why are we making decisions that are bringing us um, opposition from the world. Well, within that opposition from the world is favor from God. And so you can trust that he is greater than he that is in the world. And he lives in you. Jesus Christ lives in you. Amen. So to be made whole is to walk in the propitiation of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You are literally made whole. Now you have to choose if you're going to stay in that condition or you're going to walk outside of God's will for your life. Are you going to entertain the temptation that comes your way? Or are you going to ask God to change the desires of your heart? Because temptation draws us into sin by the desires that are already in our heart. So if you ask God, give me a clean heart, renew my heart, and you stay in his word, you will discover that sin, the temptation to sin, loses its power over you. There are some other supporting verses here in Ephesians 4.26. It says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Now here is just one example of how you can actually express a certain emotion, such as anger, and yet not sin. Not go against God's will for your life. That's a real hard one to consider, right? And I think it's been given to us as a contrasting example. It's saying you can have these really strong emotions, And yet still in the midst of these very strong emotions, 
you can choose to not sin. Let us look at a couple of more. Titus chapter 2 verses 11 to 13 say, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. It's really powerful in this verse because it acknowledges this present world, in this present world, that we are able to live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. But it says before that, we need to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Do you see that? It's in the same verse. I'm not making this up, family. Look at these cross-references and let the Word of God minister to you. Let the Word of God serve you and develop you. It's living and powerful. In 1 Peter that we just finished, chapter 4, remember verses 1 through 3, it said, For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he no longer should live in the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men but to the will of God for the time past for the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness that's lasciviousness lusts excess of wine revelings banqueting and abominable idolatries. This is how we used to walk and used to live, but God has saved us from that. God has given us the power to overcome sin through Him. It's being in Him is the complete key. And it says here in verse 5 of chapter 3 of 1 John, remember, and ye know that He was manifested to take away our sins, and in Him is no sin. There's also a verse of support in for 1 John 2, 2. It says, and he is, this is what we're talking about in 1 John chapter 2, verse 2. The cross-reference leads us back to 1, 7. And it says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleansing us cleanses us from all sin. Hallelujah. And there's a section in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 18 to 21. It says, And all things are of God. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you, in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So a lot of scripture verses today that reiterate and support and confirm and give us other examples 
that we are to walk in righteousness, we are to deny ourselves, and this is evidence that we are indeed saved. It's not so much you need so much that, that you need a lot of evidence to get into heaven. The Word of God is written so that we won't sin, so that we'll choose not to sin, so that we'll realize we are empowered by God to resist the devil. The verse goes, submit to God, then resist the devil and he will flee. Submission to God, surrendering to God, being obedient unto God is not only a sign of the proof that you are saved, but it is the power of God to abide in him Everything he talks about is ours. As we abide in him, we are not tempted because we're in him. If we're abiding in him, our desire is to please him, not to please ourselves, to please the world. Things like this. Can you see the pattern? The reason why we establish a lifestyle in Christ is not to appear as some zealots or overly religious people. No, the reason why God calls us to this lifestyle is because that's how we abide in Him. That's how we hear from Him. That's how we pray according to His Word. You see, it's you have to enter into the lifestyle. If not, you will continue to suffer defeat. You will continue to wonder if you're saved. You will start speaking phrases of religiosity. You will believe whatever any pastor or minister says and start spreading it around as if it's the truth without searching it out for yourself. So DHL Ministries wants to encourage you in your studies. Get these notes. Join the WhatsApp group at 260-97-583-6324. Text to this number, 260 260- Nine seven five eight three six three two four. You can find us also on anchor.tv slash DHL Ministries. You can find us on YouTube at DHL Ministries. And of course, you're going to find us twice a week here on Radio Box, broadcasting 94.5 FM Metro's messages and on the air with Metro. So if you've got an antenna and you can pick up that station, you can catch us that way. So many ways to get this message, to get this word in you, to study this word. We're here serving you, Zambia. We're here serving whomever is on Radio Box listening. We're here to serve you. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, just follow me. Follow me right now. A, admit you're a sinner. That's simply saying you're not living the life God has called you to live. You know this. B, believe, not just intellectually, but trust, rely upon, depend upon the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. To the best that you know right now, trust that. And C, confess that you've made a decision to follow Jesus and you don't want to turn back to whomever you know to be a Christian. And hopefully I pray that they will surround you, that they will encourage you, that you will tune in with us. You will gain the resources from DHL Ministries. That's the goal. That's what we're doing here every few days, family. So join the WhatsApp group, 260-97-583-6324. Tune in here and continue to hear these messages and read the word for yourself. Study this out. Look at your cross-references, and then after you've considered the Word of God, then start to consider commentary. But give God a chance to talk to you first. Let Him speak to you clearly. And I hope these decisions you're making to serve God and to be in His Word more, we can encourage you in those till they become habits, and then those habits eventually allow the lifestyle of Jesus Christ to shine through you. I thank you guys for joining us again. We'll see you in a couple days. We'll see you on Sunday.
bright and early. God bless you all. Amen.